Hello, and welcome to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. We believe all women lawyers deserve to be wealthy women lawyers. Our mission is to provide thought-provoking, powerful, and practical information to help you in creating your own sustainable, wealth-generating law firm without overwork or overwhelm so you can live your best life. I'm your host, Davina Frederick, and I'm so excited for you to meet our guest today. So let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. I'm super excited today to have Ronnie Deaver here with us because Ronnie is the CEO of Noble Marketing, and they actually specialize. They're a lawyer-exclusive marketing agency that specializes in generating leads and increasing potential new clients and turning them into paying clients. And they are so confident in the work that they do that they actually have a 100% guarantee, which is very, very rare in the marketing industry. So I've got lots of questions for Ronnie today, <laughs> and he's got lots of answers for me, I'm sure. So welcome, Ronnie. We're so glad to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here as well. <coughs> as I have a coughing fit. <coughs> I've had that happen while recording before. It's the worst. <laughs> right, we're just going to roll with it. Everybody's just going to have to live with it today. Um, unfortunately, I live in Florida and right now. Everything is gold down here and it's all pollen, not yep. monetary gold. All right. So, Ronnie, tell us, I uh, apologize for that. Tell us. Uh, a little bit about you. I want to know how you kind of got into marketing and what made you specifically focus on lawyers. Yeah, so I got into marketing like 10 years ago in a very, um, it's a, it's one of those fun young stories, but looking back, it's it's kind of crazy. But basically, I was like young and broke. I just moved to the city of Boston. I had chased a girl. The girl didn't work out, but the city did. Yeah. No, of course not. <laughs> I was 19 thinking I was in love, right? Like, I was like, but anyways, <laughs> Uh, so the, the, the girl didn't work out, but the city did. And uh, I was broke. Right. And so I went on Craigslist and uh, I found a gig where somebody said, hey, I need a website built. And I was like, Psh, I can build a website. I got this. So I met with the guy at a McDonald's. Right. And the first thing he says to me is he's like, hey, man, I want a website. But what I really want is to show number show up number one on Google. Right. And of course, young and broke. I was like, you know what, man, pay, pay me 400 bucks a month and I'll make it happen. Right. Not that I had any idea how to make it happen. All right. I spoke a good talk. I kind of knew the terms, you know, content marketing and on page SEO optimization and whatever. Right. But um, anyways, I ended up giving me the gig. And, and that's when I learned about Google, my business and I actually succeeded. We actually did get him number one on Google. He did start making money off the campaign. Uh, and then I got started in marketing. And then 10 years later, uh, found my way into working with lawyers, which is really where I found uh, my passion and love for it. And uh, main reason being, I mean, lawyers, y'all are some amazing, inspirational people, all of you. I don't care what industry you work in, because you guys voluntarily decide to get involved with people during their most emotional times of their lives. Like, you're just like, yeah, those guys, they're the worst of their lives. But you know what? I'm going to go help those guys. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, whoa. So I, I, I love, I love lawyers. I love what you do. And um, for me, I love the, the marketing because it works well. It's very direct. People either have a need for a lawyer or they don't need a lawyer. There's not a lot of in between. There's not a lot yeah, of convincing. Or just hanging out one day and saying, you know what? I think I'll go hire a lawyer. <laughs> no, you don't run. You don't run a Facebook ad that says need a divorce, right? Like maybe you yeah. don't like your spouse as much, right? Like you do, you're not doing a lot of awareness marketing about divorce as much, right? Or a lot of so it's a very direct. It's very and, and of course there's there's time and space for other types of marketing. I'm not saying they have no role, but it's also a very direct industry where people are like, hey, I have a need. 
Can you fulfill it? And that's a style of marketing that I yeah. really just love. Yeah, a lot of different industries don't have the kind of urgency yep. already built in, baked in, because urgency is a huge factor in successful oh, yeah. marketing is if your prospective client doesn't have a need for what you do and doesn't have an urgent need for what you do, then they're less likely to hire you. But it's one thing that's for most attorneys, there's a built-in urgency. If somebody's hiring a lawyer, they're doing it because they have a need, not some want, just yeah. want. They have a need. Except for estate planning, they, they've got a little harder. <laughs> Probably a little bit harder, yeah. But I do think that, I do think that uh, even then there comes a time when it becomes a need. That's I just think that there are a lot of people who don't realize that they have a need. And so you yeah. might have to do a little more education that yep. there is a need, but talk to me about Google, Google ads, Google local, because I would really love to get some clarity around the difference. And so, because Google, so first of all, Google for most, most of us out there probably realize that Google is a page ranking site. A lot of people think of it as a search engine, that it yep. puts everything that's out on the internet, internet out there so we can find it. But it, it, the thing that kind of differentiated it is it came out as a page ranking service. Yep. And it actually goes out and crawls uh, the internet and says, okay, let's, there's all these different sites of, you know, tagged to this keyword. Let's put them in order of what we think is the most important, right? Yep. So when we're talking about doing Google advertising, Google has rolled out different things. They have Google ads and then they have Google Express with something that they came out with, you know, for, to get people to do their own Google ads. Horrible and idea. Never use Google Express, by the way. <laughs> right. So I want to talk about it. That's why I brought it up. And, uh, and basically the only one making money when you use Google Express is Google. <laughs> They're exactly. making a lot. And then they have, and they have Google Local, and I want to get dig into sort of a little deeper into what each of, each of those are. So why don't you, and and anything I'm missing here, so why don't you sort of give us just a little brief primer to kind of sort these out into buckets for us, so we have an understanding that we're not always talking about the same thing when we're talking to people. Yeah, well, I think the easiest way I found to kind of parse it out is really just based on like if you do a Google search, say any search, say criminal justice lawyer Kentucky right? Or criminal justice lawyer, specifically Louisville, Kentucky, pick a city, right? Um, if you do that search, right? And anybody watching this, I encourage you to do that search. You'll immediately see at the top are ads, right? What you might see are one of two things. You're going to see local service ads, right? Those are the things that have like the image of the lawyer, the actual attorney's face. All right. That's a new form. That's basically, basically, since you mentioned it, um, Google Express ads has evolved. Basically, Google keeps trying to find a way that the platform is easier and profitable for small businesses who don't have any technical know-how to run their own ads, okay? Google mm. Express was effectively and entirely a failure. I don't know anybody ever who ran Google Express and made money on it. It was all over the place. If you were an estate lawyer, you'd get calls for criminal. If you're a criminal, you'd get called for PI. If you're PI, you'd get right. called for family law. Like it, it was just terrible, right? And they so, were making that platform, the purpose of that platform was to make it so that small business who didn't have somebody to help them could be DIY and yep. use this, right? Only except it really was just a moneymaker for Google. Exactly. They failed entirely at the optimization, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, ironically, because here's the thing, this is between, be, between agencies and Google is a never ending war, okay? Because Google's goal is to make money, right? So if you ever wonder like, right. why do you hire an agency? It's because an agency is your representative who's fighting Google and saying, no, 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 Google, you're not going to take that money from me because I don't think that's going to turn into a lead. 
I don't think that's going to turn into money. So for example, putting a lot of effort into saying, I don't want to pay for pro bono. I don't want to pay for free. I don't want to pay for cheap. I don't want to pay for this or that, or somebody who tends to search this tends to not be profitable, right? Like you, they don't know the, the human mind, right? They don't have that data of what actually from a click turned into a call and what calls turned into a case, right? But an agency does, right? As an agency, I can actually tell exactly every keyword that was clicked on if they turned into a call and if my client is giving me the data, if those calls turned into clients, right? Which then means I can optimize an entire campaign to tell Google to stop spending my money, right? And so right, my job right. as an agency is to not get more clicks, it's to remove as many clicks as possible. It's the exact opposite, right? So a lot of my campaigns, we may pay $100 or more per click, right? Which is a lot, $100 for one click, yeah. right? Yeah. But so then on a $3,000 budget, we get 30 clicks, right? But of those 30 clicks, 15 of them called you. And of those 15 that called you, five to eight of them became clients, which really so you're, you're, pays for well it. Worth it. Yeah, right. Well worth right. it. But the game there then is removing clicks, not getting clicks. Google's good at getting clicks. You don't want clicks though. You need to remove the ones that aren't worth anything. But anyways, so Google Express came out total failure because it wasn't based on the idea of removing clicks. It was get more clicks. And that's a horrible idea. So yeah. Google Express then evolved into the next attempt they made, which is now local service ads, which admittedly is way better than Google Express. Okay. They made it its own little separate ad, its own little separate platform, its own little thing. Right. And right. so it's got this little visual, it's Google screened, Google approved, you know, they get you to go through this whole process of validating that you're a legit business. And that does, okay, I see people get cases for maybe 500, 750 bucks a case. It's all right. Um, pretty, pretty easy to set up. Um, it doesn't scale very well. It has limits, but it's easier. It's better than Google Express, right? And then the newest thing that they just launched is now Performance Max, which is basically Google Express, but like combined with like their ideas that they got from like, like from Google screened and or local service ads. And now they're saying, okay, now instead of just running Google ads, you can also run display ads, which are like ads on websites and you can run YouTube ads and Gmail ads and you can run all these ads in one simplified campaign that's super easy for a small business owner to set up. Now, personally, I fully expect it to fail, right? Like, I don't know that I'm not a perfect Google expert. Somebody in here who's listening who is, tell me I'm wrong, it's fine. But for <clears> me, <throat> it just smells of Google Express of here's yeah. a super easy it, way. Super Max or? <laughs> Performance Max. Performance Max. Okay, Performance Max. All right, good. So we got that in mind. I had not heard of Performance Max. Yeah, it's so only out for like a month. It's brand new. All right, so let's talk about uh, Google Local because I so I have a, I have a client who uses Google Local and they've done their own ads through Google Local and it's paid off really well for them. Yep. And they just notice a drop in one of their practice areas, but in the other practice areas, it's still doing pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> is that something that people can do for themselves? That's different. This is a different question than is that something they should do? This is a <laughs> this is something they can do for themselves. Yeah. I mean, you could do any of this for yourself. A lot of it's just, you know, grunt work at the end of the day. And, you know, to kind of tie it to the previous question, we hadn't quite finished with saying like, hey, what are the different elements, yeah. right? But you have Google ads. Then the next thing you see is Google My Business and or Google Business Profile is the new name now, but also known yeah. as Google Local, the Map Pack, 3 Pack, has a bunch of different names, right? 
So that's second, right? And then third is what used to be traditional SEO, where people used to say, when they say rank one, that's what they meant was showing up on what was traditional SEO, the actual text result, right? Um, that's now effectively, nobody cares about that. Justia owns that, Super Lawyers owns that, Fine Law owns that. It's a small business. You're never going to be able to put enough money to own traditional SEO, right? Yeah, so I want to dig into that just a little bit. I want to stop here and just dig that a little bit, okay? Because this is one of the things that um, is a distinction that I'm always, oftentimes when I'm speaking with law firm owners, they tell me about SEO and they're, yep. they paid somebody a lot of money to SEO, their, do SEO on their website and do it monthly SEO and all that. And I tell them there's a distinction between SEO and pay-per-click, right? Yep. PPC, which is when you're paying for the ads. So yep. SEO is, is, is something that we think we're going to get organic, a certain amount of organic reach. And that you're, what you just said has always been my argument is that you want to take advantage of signing up for all the attorney services. Just get their free, get their free listing. You don't yeah. have to pay for those listings, but you want to be on Justia. You want to be on any of the ones that you could be on for free because they, they've got that first page of Google's just sewn up. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and well, this is actually where I want to add something to your kind of your, your framework there is that there is now a middle step between PPC, Google Ads, and traditional SEO, SEO, right? There's now local SEO, right? And, that, and that's, that's Google My Business. And here's the thing, the work you do for traditional SEO helps Google My Business, right? Which is the map pack, three pack, Google local, the thing in between Google Ads. That, so there is a role for SEO and it still can make quite a bit of money, but it's not in the way that people thought of it about five, 10 years ago. Back in the day, five, 10 years ago, you cared about website traffic. Nowadays, I don't give a crap if anyone has ever gone to your website. It doesn't matter. The goal is have a good website. You have to. It's, it's important to have one. Um, but the goal of it is to have a good website because that helps your Google My Business or Google Business Profile rank better in that local search part. And that in itself is very profitable because Google local SEO is built on the foundation of what used to be traditional SEO. So traditional SEO has a role, but not in the way that people think of it. They used to think it was like website traffic and rank one. And now I'm like, no, none of that. Use it as a supporting tool to help you with Google business, which kind of gets us more into, if you want to talk about it, what do you actually do to take advantage of Google business? Well, so if you've got, so for SEO, uh, SEO is, is what's happening on your website, on the back end of your website, on the front end of your website, Yep. It's about the content, how the content reads. Does it follow certain rules that Google has put out there that says that they prefer for ranking? And so there are all kinds of plugins that you can use to help you get the back end set up the right way. And then there's certain content sort of rules. And, you know, I love I, what I like about the, the the certain plugins is they get the little green light, you know, so, you know, Yoast SEO. You don't make much sense when you look at the front of your site, but at least you make Google happy if you get a bunch yep. of green lights, right? But <laughs> things like keyword stuffing, all of that just doesn't, it's not nearly as effective as it used to be when, when people all. first started doing SEO, you know? Um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about SEO, kind of like what's not working anymore on that and sort of what is. Yeah. So um, a lot of what you just talked about was actually what's known as on-page SEO. SEO can technically be divided into two categories, on-page, off-page. Very simple. On-page means stuff you do with your own website. 
off page means stuff you do with other people's websites. So off page mm -hmm. SEO would be like trying to get backlinks from other websites like Justio, right. FindLaw, et cetera. Okay. All that kind of stuff off, off page SEO, getting some backlinks. I mean, it's worth it to the degree, like if it's free, go for it, but it's not worth it to necessarily buy links or put a lot of effort into it, you know, off page SEO stuff. What is still worth it is uh, on page SEO, but not as much as people used to think. Used to be in the old days, you'd pay two, $3,000 a month uh, or more just for on-page SEO. And on-page SEO would mean would be blog posts, optimizing the website, meta titles, meta descriptions, um, image alt text, local schema. I'm just throwing out technical terms. Forgive me for anyone who doesn't know it. Uh, yeah. But all, all this really technical stuff that you would do on this website and on the ongoing would be new content, et cetera, et cetera. Paying two to $3,000 just for that nowadays isn't going to be profitable. And the reason for that being, as I said, is that you are never going to spend enough money to beat Justia or fine law or super lawyers or any of them, okay, for any of those re relevant terms like criminal lawyer, insert city. You're not going to win. You just don't have the money. Those guys are spending millions a year. You just don't have the money. Uh, I, I learned that the, I, when we were researching uh, that LegalZoom is what mm -hmm. everything is gauged against. LegalZoom is like the number one spender mm -hmm. of Google ads and, and investing in Google far and above, multiple, multiple times over anybody else. Yeah. So you, and they set the standard for like what keywords cost for lawyers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not going to, so you're not going to win that game with, with that with, right. with traditional SEO. And here's the thing, even if you did, and this is actually the biggest mind shift that I need people to understand. I've actually set up call tracking and form tracking and lead tracking on over 150 campaigns. Okay. And so what that means is that if a lead came in, if they called you, if they sent an email, if they filled out a form, if they live chatted, it didn't matter how they came in. If they came in, I knew about it, okay? So I've tracked right. well over 50,000 leads, okay? And what I have consistently found is no matter how large the firm was, small or big, 60 to 80% of every lead they generated could be directly or indirectly attributed to just Google My Business. That's not the website. That's not even Google Ads. That's just Google My Business. So here's the thing. Even if you do invest all this money into SEO and you somehow beat Justia and Fine Law, or maybe you find some really long-term key, like long keyword that they don't think of, like you know specifically marijuana lawyer in Lawrence County, right? Like this really long one, right? Maybe you win that, and that gets you an extra couple hundred people per month on your website. Okay, on average, only three percent of the people who go to your website will ever call you. So a boost of three hundred people on your website, which is a big boost, right? That's a big number for a lawyer. Most people right. only get only get 300 for their whole website. Okay. So 300 right. for one blog is, it's not bad. That's yeah, only yeah. going to net you nine calls a month, nine calls, all that effort, all that money, thousands of dollars for nine calls. The math just doesn't work out. When you compare that to Google My Business, where most of my clients are getting somewhere between at least 50, but often a hundred plus calls a month from their investment on Google My Business. Okay. Um, so it's really the mind shift there is like, hey, the calls, the call volume really comes from nowadays, Google My Business. And it's just like the way I think about it. When you do a restaurant search, you say Italian restaurant near me. Do you ever go to their website? No, almost never. You look at their reviews and you either say, right. and the menu's even on there. You don't even need to go to the website to look at the menu. Hell, nowadays, you can even click order now and order takeout without ever going to the website. Okay, so it's all on Google My Business. So the same thing happens with lawyers. Somebody looks for a lawyer near me. They look at your reviews. They check out your profile. They look for your information. They say, oh, that looks good. Call. And I actually track that. 75% of the people who call you from Google My Business or somehow attributed to it 
only call from Google My Business. They don't even look at your website at all. So oh, 75% of people aren't even looking at your website. They call you without ever looking at it. It's huge. It's crazy. So Google My Business is where the call volume is. Google Business Profile is a new name, technically. And your website is, for me, a supporting metric nowadays. Any investment, like hardcore investment into your website without focusing on Google My Business, in my opinion, is now a waste and is not going to get you ROI. Because even if you boosted your traffic by 300, you only get nine calls out of that. It's a lot of money for only nine calls. But you can get a lot more out of that from Google Business. Now, does it, so does it matter if you, well, everything, I mean, it's in the name, Google Local. So it, it really is about focusing locally, regionally, what if you yep. have a national? It only had, well, so for anybody with national presence, the only way you can get money out of Google business is you have separate locations uh, for, for in, in, in specific cities. Okay. Um, yeah. So for most lawyers, that's not a problem because they just have one or two locations, three, four, you know, whatever. They have actual yeah. physical locations um, and then they just have a location there. They have a profile for each location and each they fill it out. They make it, you know, do everything they can on the profile. They get reviews, et cetera. And then they compete. And Google business profile has about a 25 mile radius. Uh, where you'll compete in, um, unless you're in a very rural market like Salem, Ohio, <laughs> middle of nowhere, Ohio, you can maybe get yeah. 50, 50 miles, uh, but mostly it's about 25 miles. Uh, but yeah. if you're na- a national, you just need to have multiple locations. Uh, and there's yeah. lots, well, lots of different asked, ways. Yeah, because you and I were talking earlier about the call, like for our business models, where we're, where we're dealing with clients all over the country, you know, having a local or regional is not something, but for law firms, yeah, it makes that, I mean, your clients are coming within, even, even working remotely. Yep. There's only so many places your clients are going to come from and, and people are going to hire people local more than they are going to hire somebody on the other end of the state to do their will or handle their divorce or whatever. Cause you got to find somebody who goes to court for you where you live in your area. Right. So, it, yep. so that local model, that regional model is really an important sort of distinction, right? Yeah, Google business. Now, Google ads, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, it, it's, it's one of the, uh, with traditional Google ads, that's one of the sort of pitfalls of kind of running your own Google ads that people have found in the past is like, I'm getting calls from, you know, Poughkeepsie yep. or whatever. I'm getting calls. I live in Sanford, Florida. I get, you know, I get calls from Sanford, North Carolina or whatever, because, you know, you have to be very dialed in and paying attention Yep. where your calls were coming from, right? Yeah, that's both the the, the Achilles heel. Uh, so I'd say, say double-edged stories. It's amazing because at the same time, you can have that nationwide presence and you can get cases anywhere with Google Ads. Now, there's no limits nationwide. As long as you can practice in the area, you can run an ad. Um, downside mm-hmm. being, if you're not managing it, uh, if you're not watching mm-hmm. it, yeah, it happens all the time uh, that you get calls from areas you can't serve. Now, local service ads help with that a little bit because local service ads make it the same concept, right? They, they're very clear on your local service area. It's in the name, right? Local service ads. Um, so that helps a lot. So local service ads are safer, but your, t- your traditional kind of text ads, which is still the majority of ads on Google. Uh, yeah, you got to be real careful. But yeah, Google My Business, hyper local, 25 mile radius. And then for any of those people listening who are trying to have a virtual office, you mentioned this. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, you're just going to have to, you're going to have to find a way that you have a physical location. There's no way around it. And trust me, there's enough money to be made on the platform that it's worth it. You can make deals with your local person. Uh, you go to a dentist and say, hey, do you have a broom closet I can rent for $100 a month? Right. As long as you have some kind of lease agreement with them, that counts as a location. You can use that. If you're willing, you can use your own home address or a friend's home address if they're willing to have it publicized. 
but you need some form of location if you're going to generate leads from Google business. There's no way around so it. Things like, uh, you might, I guess some of the mailbox services now, instead Can't of do doing PO, are they using street numbers for like UPS, whatever, or are they? Even if they do, you'll get caught eventually and then you'll get suspended and then it's going to be brutal. You have a sudden drop in lead flow and you're not going to want it. <laughs> We're clear on that point. So UPS, so the UPS store, local UPS store or the FedEx store or whatever, those do not count. Google doesn't like it if they find out that that's where you, that you've got a, a box there or something. And it's no. not actually no, you need to have some kind of physical location. Um, and there's actually, there's a cool story behind this. Basically what happened, this is, here's the thing. A lot of small businesses, small people who are like, oh, I want to go virtual. I want to start my own business. Why is Google stopping me? You know, they're very angry at Google and I get it. It's very annoying to be stopped like right. this. But here's the thing. It actually protects you a lot. You know, the people who it protects the most are the small businesses because here's what happened. At one point, it wasn't necessary. And this is what happened. The guys with money, Morgan and Morgan, went into every city and every market and created a brand new listing with no reviews because they didn't need it because they're freaking Morgan and Morgan and everyone knows them anyways. Didn't matter if they had reviews. So they opened thousands of GMB listings and crushed every local competitor. So it became useless for local businesses. Local businesses wow. had no role to play. So the only way that the local business can be protected is if Google forces a verification of some form of a local presence. Right. So it's actually in your benefit, at, even as a virtual smaller firm, that if you want to make money on this platform to be to, to accept Google and saying, hey, I appreciate that we verify locally to some degree because it at least prevents Morgan and Morgan and anybody with enough money from coming in and launching thousands of these nationwide and just crushing everybody. I, I got to say, John Morgan is always impressing me, man. He's always steps ahead of everybody else and trying things and trying to do things from a marketing standpoint. Some of it, uh, some of it white hat, some of it black hat. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that was the biggest suspension wave I've ever seen in my career. I mean, we saw thousands of listings get suspended. Some, some of them from obviously people like that who are making these thousands of them, but others just from other law firms who just said, oh, I'll just keep making more virtual offices. Who had kind of taken up the same idea, but not to the same scale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And people in Regus offices, co-working spots sometimes still get suspended. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough. But if you put the effort in either at a home address or again, make a deal with a local dentist, a non-competitive business and say, look, do you have a closet and like that I can rent for a hundred bucks a month? You're going to get more than a hundred bucks a month in clients out of, out of doing that effort. Just have a legit lease agreement, which again, I'm very big on doing this as ethically as you can. It's not breaking terms of service. You do have a legitimate lease agreement that says right. you rent this thing, Right. That way you can give it to Google if you ever get suspended. It might be something great for if you have another uh, other attorneys out out there that you could, you know, rent their conference space for, yep. you know, use of their conference space if you pay them a certain amount and, and have a lease agreement with them or something like that. Maybe a good way to go. Yep. And, and also, I do like the idea of other, other types of businesses, especially, let's say, if you're a, <clears throat> you know, you're an attorney and maybe you rent space with a, a therapist or something. Yeah. Oh, and therapists all- are great because therapists, uh, they're in a similar situation where they're not in it all the time, you know, so they're, they're very incentivized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So great idea. All right. So let's go back to where we were kind of, we were kind of clearing up the distinction between all of these. And so I think the last one we were talking about was just kind of like what, what Google ads, just straight Google ads, what normal people normally think of when they think of hiring an agency to do Google ads for them. They're not necessarily thinking Google local. They're thinking, you know, we're going to 
put ads out there or make it local by the keywords we use or by the parameters yeah. that or something like that. Is there anything we need to know about that and how that how that's different? <clears throat> yeah, I would generally say like the, I would never do Google ads on your own ever. Like I, 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 I and of course, I'm biased in that. But if I were to separate my own business and I didn't have an agency right now, I'd say the same thing. And the reason is, is like, I've just seen too much money be burned. I mean, unless you like the full and you want a full time job of managing it, uh, it's just a lot of effort. It's just a lot of going in every day and seeing, okay, where is Google spending my money and then telling it not to spend the money there? Okay. Like, it's just a lot of every day going in and saying, don't spend my money this way. And unless you're willing to go in every day, you're going to burn a lot of money. Okay. Local service ads. Sure. You can do that on your own. That's pretty easy. It's, it's, it's limited enough in scope that you set it up once it's really set and forget local service ads is kind of the first time Google succeeded in what I think is a set forget campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's, that's fine, but don't ever run Google ads on your own. And if you hire somebody, make sure that you get them and ask them to talk about how they limit clicks and figure out if they talk about, um, really the metrics that matter, like, like actually getting cases because impressions, clicks, click through rate, none of that means anything if it doesn't turn into cases. I don't care if they got 100 clicks. Did any one of those turn into a call? Did those calls turn into cases? Were they calls that were talking about social security when you're you're not a disability lawyer, right? Like it actually, you got to get, get them to talk about like, hey, no, 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 we generate cases. And here's how we do that by getting rid of clicks as much as we can. And if they can't talk about that, don't hire them. Just don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not going to help I, you make money. <laughs> and one of the experiences we had is we learned uh my husband who works with me in this business to provide, it's the only thing that we still do for our clients is that we do a, a done for you is Google ads. And Google, when he became Google certified, it was just a whole nother level of knowledge and information that yeah. all the sort of secrets that you don't realize. That's why we were telling everybody, oh my God, no, do not do Google yourself. <laughs> because there's so much stuff. And, and we learned that the hard way because we had another business. Yeah. And that's what propelled him to like go and and become certified and learn it because he was you know spending all this money to advertise another type of business and it was like oh my gosh there's so much you don't know and they that you can't find you can't google it no you can't you learn it the hard way that's almost it there's some online courses but it's still hard to find yeah yeah and they probably aren't as you know one of the things you and i were talking about earlier was how we're talking about Meta and uh, Facebook advertising, Instagram, and all of these services are all. Google is a little bit more intuitive, but they're all always changing. So yeah. you can go watch a video from somebody who says, "This is how you do such and so on YouTube." I mean, my nephews who are college in college, they're famous for like going to YouTube to figure out how to do things, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and my husband, you know, will go look on things on YouTube, but it's amazing how quickly those types of things expire. Because they're no longer good because uh, the platforms have changed what they're doing. They're always evolving. And Facebook right now is in a huge, uh, you know, just being just turning, just becoming meta and yep. all their focus and how they're shifting things. They're changing a lot of things. And it, it, you you have to have like people help you figure those things out because you can go watch videos all day long. But then you're like looking at your screen going, I don't have any of those buttons. Where, yeah. where are they, right? Where are those buttons at? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Things are always evolving, right? So um, you have a very interesting uh, guarantee. You have a 100% guarantee that what you do will work and will result in cases. So why don't you go into a little bit more detail about that? Because I know people are going, uh, so 
One thing about lawyers, as fun as we may be to work with, um, <laughs> is that we're skeptical a lot. And we might look at that and go, oh, I don't believe that. You can't do that. And of course, we're told everywhere that, well, you know, there's no guarantee in marketing yep. because we can't, you know, there's all, you know, it's fluid. Things are always changing, right? So tell me what made you decide to do this guarantee and what it is exactly. Yeah. So we'll start with kind of talking about what is the actual guarantee. So the explicit guarantee is we guarantee the campaign will be profitable in three months or less. And if we fail in three months, we'll work for free for up to three more months. And if we fail again after six months, we'll actually refund all your money. Okay. Wow. And so, for example, if you were to do our, our base campaign starts at $1,500 a month. Okay. Which means within three months, you'd spend $4,500 with me, which means by the end of that time period, most lawyers, we base it on gross profit. So most lawyers gross profit around 60 to 80%, which means we need to be getting you at least $5,600 to about $7,800 in revenue to make that profitable for you minimum. Okay. And the main reason we do this guarantee is not because like that, like three months, you know, getting only $7,600 in revenue, like that's not, that's not the end goal, right? Like I, no, yeah. that's not a goal, right? We want you to make way more money than that. But the reason we do it is our goal is in that three months is that if we can get to the point where the campaign makes enough money to pay for itself, well, then you can sustain the campaign, okay? And so then you can sustain it over the next 12 months, 24 months. And that's where you're going to start seeing major gains, like doubling your business or tripling your business. But before we can do that, for a lot of lawyers, if you can't start making money in three months, you can't sustain it for 12 months. Like you don't want to take that risk. A lot of people, you know, they took SEO risks of when they got burned and they spent 12 months investing for $2,000 a month. And then 12 months later, they didn't make $24,000 in revenue back, you know, despite all this investment in quote unquote SEO. And so it's very much like, I don't want to be that way. I want you to make at least enough to cover the cost of the campaign within three months. So then you can sustain it over the long haul over the next 12 months. And then I can make you even more money than whatever I did in the first three months. Okay. Right. So that's kind of the, you know, what the guarantee is, why I did it was just because it's the type of business I want to run. I just, I, I love running business in a way that I'm like, no, 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 I'm actually helping these people grow their business. Like I, it, it is not a success for me if I did all this work and you didn't make money. Okay. Like that, that's a failure state. Like that's, that's not acceptable. That's a, that is not an outcome that I'm okay with. Um, there are many businesses that are, that that's their whole business model. Like that's okay. Like they're like 500 bucks a month. And I'm like, that's not okay for me. That's not fine. If you're not making money, then I'm wasting my time. It just doesn't feel good. So that's why I did it. Uh, in terms of like, how do we do it? Uh, I mean, the, long story short, we just kind of have the data on it. In general, we succeed uh, within the three months, about 80% of the time. We succeed within the next six months, 98% of the time. We almost never have anybody completely fail within six months, okay? And re basically, the thing that fails more than often than anything is not the marketing. It's often close rate. And I was actually listening to the um, sales conversation you had with um, uh, the CEO of Select Sales Development. Uh, yeah, Merritt. Merritt yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that episode, by the way. So cool. The plan method, okay. talking about how to management questions, et cetera. That was a great episode. Um, but anyways, so we're often also doing like tra sales training support, and I have my own theories on that. But anyways, the point is we just have the data that like we put the grunt work into Google business profile. We know that 60 to 80% of calls come from Google business. So we're putting the effort where the, you know, basically we're, we found the 20% that drives 80%. So we're putting all our effort into that. And we found that basically Google likes Google. So if you put effort into Google by filling everything out, by doing everything you can do on the profile possible, right? Putting all the grunt work in you can, that Google rewards you. And that in most situations within three months, most of our clients have gotten at least 16 consultations. And usually if they have at least a 20, 30% closing rate, that turns into, you know, three, four cases 
Okay. And most people's average case value is somewhere between three and $5,000, which means even at the low end, they're looking at $9,000. Okay. Which of course, more than pays the campaign off. So a lot of this just comes down to pure numbers. Okay. Right. Right. And that, right. that's how, that's how we do it and why we do it. Yeah, no, that's great. It's great for you to share that because, and I think one thing that's really interesting about that too, is that you make, you make the point that it takes, this is something that takes time. This is yep. something that, you know, I, when, when working with anybody on, on ads, it's, and, and we're just very select, you know, only work with my coaching clients nice. on this, but when we do, it's always like, it takes a while because you're tweaking, you're changing, you're seeing what's happening, what's working, what's not. And also things change. You're in a dynamic environment, yeah. you know, and so you're always sort of working that to tweak and make better. Like you said, remove those, those clicks that are, you know, you shouldn't be getting right. Yeah. Um, and so I think that is, that's something that people need to keep in mind. Like any marketing that you do, you have to give it time to work. And three months is not sufficient really to give it time to work. You have to give it time, six months, 12 months to really see, to really see the full potential, you know, big, big benefit, it's not, yeah. not some benefit. You certainly should be get, seeing something like you shouldn't just be throwing money down a pit, but yeah. at the same time, you know, to get the full benefit is something that the longer you sort of stick with it, even, even just, you know, I remember we had a, we had a gym and the first one we opened, we wound up, um, having to close that one and we changed the name and we did something similar or different, but that old site just got so much. We were ranked like top when you searched. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was way back in 2005 or something. We were ranked like number one. And so we couldn't, we didn't want to give that up. You know, we were driving traffic from that name because some of it is just like how long you've been around and how yep. long you've been doing something and how long, because Google looks at that as the longer you're around, the more credible you are. The more you've put consistent effort in, you know, basically, especially with Google business, which is separate than Google ads, right? But Google business, a lot of it, I think of it as kind of the online equivalent of how do you have a good referral business? Okay. So in a good referral business, the way you get referrals is that you prove you're an expert to people. You help as many people as you can. You build their trust. You get them to speak well of you and you build your authority, right? Expertise, authority, and trust. Okay. And then people naturally want to refer you because they're like, hey, this guy helped me. He did good work. He's an expert. He's going to help you in everything he does, right? Or she, I'm just saying he because I'm a he. It's default. Yeah. But anyways, um, you know, that, that's how you build a referral. Well, Google business is the same thing. You go on there. If you put the effort in consistently to prove you're an authority, you really fill out the profile. You put in your information that you do this service and that service and you post frequently. You add photos and you do questions and answers. You prove you're an expert. You prove your authority by putting that effort in over time and you build trust by getting reviews and then responding to those reviews. Just put that effort in. Well, then Google's then going to refer you cases because now you are the highest expert with the most authority and the most trust. Okay. It's just, it's the same thing. And of course, as you yeah. said, that, that takes time. And what we're doing is we're trying to bum rush it in three months, just because that's the challenge we want to put to ourselves is like, Hey, we want you to make money. Let's prove we can do it in three months. But then the real gains, I mean, we have people it's not uncommon. We have clients who double their business in 12 months. Like that's, we have yeah. a woman, we started out at like 200,000. Now it's doing 400,000. And that's, that's a fairly small firm still, but like we, we can, yeah. we've had other situations go from 400 to 800. Like that happens. Um, it's normal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I thank you so much for being here today. We have to wrap it up, but I, I appreciate you being here. And I think I've learned a lot and I'm sure that our listeners have learned a lot. So tell us how we can find out more about you and how to connect with you and get 
you know, dig into Noble Marketing, get to know more about what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, the first things first, you can always contact me at rdever, that's R as in Roger, D as in dog, E-A-V as in Victor, E-R at noblemarketing.co. Uh, you can always contact me there. It's also the website. And if you don't mind, uh, do you mind if I actually suggest a link to another podcast that I, I think people would appreciate listening to sure. after they listen sure. to this one? Yeah. So I did a, a podcast with Susan Guthrie. She's a top 1.5% podcaster uh, and lawyer. Uh, and her podcast that we did together was basically on the tutorial of everything you can really do to take advantage of the Google business profile and how you can really work it to get your money's worth out of it. And you had mentioned, you said, hey, can you do this on your own? And I said, for Google business, yes. Uh, it's just a lot of grunt work at the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. So when anybody asks me, like, what do I do? I say, look, I sell grunt work. Okay. Like we don't have any black, uh, we don't have a black box. There's no black magic. At the end of the day, what do I do? I take your Google business profile over. I take your Google ads profile over and I just put in hours of work every day on Google business that turns into posts, that's photos, that's questions and answers. That's breaking out your services into a hundred subcategories with 300 character descriptions, right? That's adding products. That's helping you get reviews. That's responding to reviews. It's just grunt work. There's a lot you can do on the profile. It is not a set and forget profile. It is absolutely a proactive thing. Same thing with Google ads, as we talked about proactive, removing negative keywords. We just put the grunt work in. So I want you to watch that podcast, hear the grunt work. And if you want to do it yourself, great, go do it. You'll make a ton of money. And if you don't want to do it yourself, come talk to me. We've got campaigns. We guarantee they'll be profitable starting as low as $1,500 a month. And I'd love to help you. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. You and I discussed that and we were talking about whether you, whether what you can do and whether you should be doing it. So my clients, anybody who's followed me for a while, knows that I'm going to tell them you absolutely should not be spending your time doing this. <laughs> I don't recommend point, it. Wait, <laughs> maybe at the very beginning of yep. business where you have more time than money, maybe. Yep. But I I would also make an argument that it's worth it to put it on a credit card and invest for a little while. I've done that credit. before. I have people who would do three months of credit and then by the yeah. end of the three months, they've made the money back and they're fine. Like it happens all the time. Yeah, because... It's really a matter of should you do it. And I think what people don't realize about marketing in general uh, and any any marketing that you're doing, any no matter what you're doing for marketing, it is a lot more detailed and uh, there's a lot more knowledge there. It's There's a learning curve. And it's yep. for people who are marketing on certain platforms, there's a learning curve. Like I use my, I always use Instagram as my example. I have someone who runs my Instagram account for me. She and I meet, we work strategy. It's me, it's my content, it's it, you know, my voice, all that. But she's there, she loves Instagram. She's on Instagram all day long. She's got time to be on Instagram. She plays, she loves it, it's awesome. And you know, I don't have that kind of time. I'm busy serving clients, doing other things, and I don't want to dig in and oh, I just found out that you know, now you can add links to stories. <laughs> oh my god. I don't want to spend the time digging. And I don't think as a if you're trying to be the CEO of your law firm business is not where you need to be spending your time, but you yep. definitely need people to help you do that. So Ronnie, thanks for sharing with us today. And you'll send me those links. We'll include them in the show notes for this podcast. So everybody can just easily click on them and go listen to Susan Guthrie's podcast as well and hear all those details. Thanks so much for being here and sharing with us today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. If you have, we invite you to leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform. The more five-star reviews we have, the more women law firm owners will be able to positively impact. 
Your thoughts and opinions are so important to us. If you are a woman law firm owner who wants to scale your law firm to a million dollars or more in gross annual revenue and do it in a way that's sustainable and feels good to you, then we invite you to join us in the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League. The League is a community of highly intelligent, goal-oriented, and driven women law firm owners who are excited to support one another on their journeys to becoming wealthy women lawyers. We'll be sharing so much in the League in the coming year, including the exclusive million-dollar law firm framework that until now, I've only shared with my private one-to-one clients. For more information and to join us, go now to www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash lead. That's www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash lead. Lead is spelled L-E-A-G-U-E. We look forward to seeing you soon in the league.